Welcome to Cakewatch, the Brexit podcast that has never been compared to the USSR. My name is Steve Bullock. I am an ex-negotiator for the UK in the EU, and I am here with... Uh, Chris Kendall. I am um, an EU official, uh, civil servant working for the European Union, but that's not at all relevant because I'm just a normal bloke and uh, here in a strictly personal capacity. And with me is... Tanya Bultmann, that professor apparently, and many other things that I shall not mention at this point, but we might come to later on. Uh, historian, citizens, activists fighting for the rights of EU citizens, Britons in Europe, and of course to stop Brexit. <sighs> We're so glad to get you on the podcast at last, Tanya. <laughs> we have been meaning to do this for a really long time, and uh, we beat Romaniacs to it, so... <laughs> 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 Yay! <laughs> For once. So, for once. For once. Yeah. So listen, so um, obviously we, we did trail a few episodes ago that uh, when we, we'd had a couple of um, episodes where we'd sort of dedi- we'd, we'd dedicated them to talking about British and Europe and, and the impact of Brexit on them. And we said that it was time we got um, uh, an EU27 um, citizen in the UK on to talk about that side of things because of course it's something that affects us all equally um and we're all in this together and obviously you're the go-to person on that tanya that's you're <laughs> very much the person we wanted to have on to talk about this so we're really delighted that you're on to talk about it absolutely however you've chosen um <laughs> com- tory party conference week or rather <laughs> you haven't chosen but you, this is tory party conference week and so we are going to have to talk briefly about that god-awful shit show before we get into the um the meat and potatoes of this podcast we could just say that it's a it was a god-awful shit show and leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would be a fair description a description of the week i think uh, absolutely um, yeah. badly went downhill how do you feel it went, Tanya? And failed off towards uh, the end. Uh, well, I, you know, shit show, I think, is a pretty decent description for it. I could come up with a number of other things. Um, you know, as, Please as, do. As, you know, the various speeches made it very clear, certainly to me, from the perspective of an EU citizen and, and more generally, you know, that they just don't care about the things they would normally care about. You know, if I have any expectations of Tories, it would be that they care about businesses, that they care about uh, uh, things like the economy, maybe, perhaps. Just a thought, um, but no, apparently not. So mm. you know, no, that, all burned that, at the altar of Brexit. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember just after the Brexit vote, um, I met a friend of mine who, who who works in the city and who has very different political views to mine, but um, was very much was and is anti-Brexit. And you know, we were saying that we we'd sat there arguing for our, for our whole. I've known him since school, and we'd sat there arguing for our whole lives about you know whether the world would basically be okay due to rational self-interest, which is what he thought, or and I thought it would be basically okay due to, you know, the fundamental empathy of, of people and understanding for each other. Both wrong. And both, both completely gone, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even just, just basic profit motive is enough to keep the insanity away anymore, no. you know. Yeah. 
Uh, now that's exactly right. And I mean, you know, the honest thing is I've said this so many times now, it's ridiculous, but I just, I genuinely have no words anymore because I, d <laughs> I don't know what they are, these words. We have to make up new words because I think this is really just completely unprecedented. I'm saying this partly as a historian as well, you know, having looked at, mm -hmm. at lots of slightly mad and crazy developments, you know, this out does pretty much uh, all of them. Um, but yeah, especially to come from, a, from, from the Tories, you know, actually I forgot before, you know, unionism as well, you know, what, what, everything they should sort of care about is completely yeah. irrelevant um, to, to everything they do pretty much. And then some, you know, self-serving um, person with crazy hair is walking around the stage uh, uh, talking, you know, about his uh, ideas of, of the future, which are even worse. Uh, Self-serving, <laughs> self you know, um, as, as many of them are. Yeah, I just, you know, I think politicians have different ideas and that's not new, but they should ha all be united in wanting the best uh, future for their constituents. And very clearly, they're not at the moment. Now, something's gone wrong with, with politics because the people who uh, have gone into politics, um, on certainly on certainly in the Tory party, seem to be people who are not motivated by a vision for a better country or for, you know, even, even if they're wrong, you could have said that previous, tour, you know, senior Tory politicians were at least motivated by some sense of public duty and what they mm. felt mm. was the right thing for, for the country. But do you think that we can still say that? I don't mm. know. No. Maybe they, no. Maybe, maybe they, I don't know. It just seems so I know, I think entirely self-serving. I do. Well, I do have the sense that May thinks that she has a duty. I do have that. I do have that sense. But I think it's it, it's that phenomenon when you believe your own. You know, you tell lies so so many times that you you end up actually you end up actually believing them. You know, mm. I think it's more a psychological tick than a genuine mm. than a genuine genuine belief. And, mm. and I think it's pretty. And I think that's pretty limited to. Limited to me, and I, I don't know. I might be being, I might be being charitable, <laughs> charitable there as well. But I mean, we're just the. No. I mean, on the on the, the May speech today, I had I had no desire. I ended up live tweeting it, and I had no desire to live tweet it. I hadn't planned to at all, but I tuned into it, um, and she was, and she was going on about the war, and she was going on about mm -hmm, the sacrifice mm -hmm. made during the war for the prosperity, you know, for the prosperity and peace. Um, Just something went school. badly, yeah. Mm. You know, at the same time as her foreign secretary, I mean, all of her government for the last two years have done nothing but insult mm. the, the, you know, uh, our friends and colleagues and, 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 and partners and the institution of the EU, mm. which, which you, even, if, even if you think NATO was a much greater contributor to peace than the EU, you can't deny that the EU was a contributor to, was a contributor to this, you know? Well, I mean, an agency set up to prevent war by preparing for war <laughs> is not an agency of peace, I'm sorry. That well, certainly is, is, is my view. But anyway, exactly. I, think, I think, you know, invoking war for a pro-Brexit case, it doesn't get more Brexity than that, more cakey, mm -hmm. more crazy, more whatever than that. I think that, that to me is... is you know, it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite mm. that she was saying, basically. And, of course, the other references made to historic uh, events, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall in particular. Mm. Today is, uh, you know, reunification mm. day in Germany. So, uh, yeah. you know, out of all days to pick that day to make that point um, is, is, you know, pretty insulting. But you know how the process will have worked. People have... 
I mean, she mentioned Gdansk as well. Mm. And mm-hmm. you know that there are some, some advisors and or spads or, or, or speechwriters here going, ah, Tusk was involved in Gdansk. Let's mention Gdansk. Mm. Yeah. You know, that'll, that'll be good. And let's men- and it's and it's the the anniversary of the unification. So let's mention the let's mention the Berlin Wall. It's this sort of unbelievable naivety that mm. right now mentioning those things. You could easily do a speech without mentioning any of those mm. things, and nobody, you know, nobody would mind. They wouldn't mm. be commentable on. Mm. And then to go on and invoke Joe Cox. Mm. I mean, that's when I really that's mm. when I really lost it. That's when that's yeah. That's when I got really. Really, really, really angry. You know, to to invoke the name, uh, to, to ask for a more civil, um, more careful, more polite, better form of politics for for, yeah, yeah. for the leader of this yeah. government to do that, and then to invoke Joe Cox, you know, I thought I was really I, I, utterly, I utterly disgusting. I, I mean, that. it really, it really, that really, really, I have to say, really, really got to me. I was that, very, that very I, I know a few of Joe Cox. I know, yeah, 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 I know a few yeah. of Joe Cox's friends. Yeah, that's and sickening. Yeah, that's absolutely sickening. Absolutely sickening. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she, this, this government is, you know, the encapsulation of everything that isn't Joe Cox, you know? Mm. Uh, but they've all done so. this. They've all done this. I mean, yesterday's speeches as well, uh, Javid's speeches, you know, everything he said essentially is not true for a large mm. section of the population and certainly for EU citizens, you know, all these points about home and togetherness and being safe. This government is responsible for millions of people not feeling safe, not feeling mm. at home. Yep. So, you know, this is just an extension uh, of yeah. that in, in a particularly disgusting form, I would uh, agree. But pr- pretty much turning everything on its head, everything they are doing is the opposite of what they're saying. Um, and, yeah. you know, that, that really takes some beating at this scale. I mean, you know, I, I used to be in student politics. I know that sometimes one needs to spin things, but spin isn't, you know, turning them on their head. Spin isn't lying. It's making a, an yeah, argument yeah. in a convincing way that mm. is appealing. There is an element of that, and I'd be the last to ever sort of deny that, that you have to kind of have a bit of an ability to sell things as well. But there still has no, to be truth, truth behind yes. it, and there still has to be a common sort of decency or just political norms. Decency. Well, nobody's heard that word here, I think, in, in, in three oh. years' time. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah as I, we're back at the but point I mean, of lost for words. I mean, well, look, here we go. Look, an ability to sell. I mean, look at who has been... Look, let's, let's think, you know, who, who has really been successful? Say Macron, for example. I mean... To be a decent salesperson, to be somebody who really can succeed at selling a vision, there needs to be some truth in it. You know, mm. if you want to sell dishwashers, if you want to sell cars, if you want to sell a political party, if your lies will catch up with you and your brand will be tarnished and eventually you'll go out of business. You can't subsist on lies. My dad was a so. salesman. <laughs> My dad was a salesman. Yeah, my dad was a salesman. He said, well, you can, you can sell crap once. Yeah. Absolutely. A good salesman can sell crap once to anybody. Yeah. But that, but that in almost every case, that's disastrous because what you need to do is you need to sell, you need, you need to sell it to them again and again Mm. and again. You need to make them, make them loyal customers. Well, but well, we, 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 we yeah. go back to the um, conversation that we've had so many times, Steve, um, and I know, Tanya, you, you, you're on the same page with us here uh, about trust and goodwill and mm. about those, in, in, those, those incredibly valuable resources, that, that capital that um, 
once you've spent it, it's gone. And it's so essential, especially in the context of these international negotiations where the risks are so high. And you, spell, you, you spend that capital or you waste it and you piss it up the wall in the way that they've been doing. And what, you know, that, it's, it's, the same, it's exactly the same as, 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 um, as, as, as the trust that um, a salesperson might have. Uh, you know, it's, it's the but same thing. Dad, but, but what my dad also said about selling was that um, you, you can't fundamentally sell anything to any to, to somebody who doesn't want it. Mm. And this is and this is what the this is what populism plays on. That mm. populism yeah. finds those little pockets of people's psyche where that the, the, that they actually that they actually want and maybe don't admit that they want, and it pulls them it pulls them right out to the forefront of the personality. Yeah. But I mean, this is the great tragedy, though, about this Tory conference and, and everything really that's happened in the last few years. The cell has been people like me, foreigners. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and hate, uh, stirring hate against us. That's the cell. And that's what appealed. But for the last, well, over two years now, progressive or, or more pro-European politicians have missed the opportunity to challenge that, have wasted time to challenge that. Yeah. And now here we are, yet another Tory yep. party conference where the principal focus is people like me. Now, it might be the future version of me rather than me now or us now but actually that's also rubbish because any and everything that's said about future eu immigration ultimately falls back on us here now as well Good. there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. an immediate impact and some form of, of backlash or at least sort of impact on on eu citizens themselves you know immediately when these speeches are made people get upset about it i get very angry about it you know yesterday's mm. in particular you know the the new plans i wouldn't be here if the new plans had yeah. been in place um, mm. When I first arrived, but anyway, the point is, you know, it's, it's Sai Javid, Javid's dad wouldn't be it, here, right? Exactly, if, exactly. Under the new regime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think, you know, the point I'm making really isn't so much about that. It's more about the fact that we're three years on. It's another party conference of the mm -hmm. Tories, and yet again, the topics are exactly the same because nobody for all this time has challenged them. They weren't challenged in the lead up to the referendum That's either, true. and that is, yep. you know, why we are where we are to a significant extent, not solidly, but, you know, significant. And that's what worries me about questions to do with people's vote, stopping Brexit. It'll come back down to us, I think. Okay, so... Sorry, Chris, it, I think it shows up something that I've always worried about in the UK, though, that the UK doesn't really get solidarity. Mm. And if... And if it does, it only gets it at a very sort of very sort of local level. It doesn't get it at a big level, an abstract level, or an international level. You know, in negotiations, every we've talked about this before, Chris. You know, every uh, uh, every regulation has you know a preamble that will say something about solidarity. You know, and the instructions that came from London when I was negotiating these things were, uh, yeah, let them have let them have whatever they want on solidarity as long as it doesn't mean anything or cost anything or mean we have to do anything. Mm. Mm. Um, and and basically, UK when it comes to the the clause on solidarity, uh, UK people around the table would 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 smirk and go, "Yeah, solidarity, you funny foreigners and your notions of solidarity." You know, and I think yeah. this is what we've this is this is what you're talking about. And I think, well, it's it's not just that you don't understand it. It's, it's really not just stark. that you, 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 you it's, it's that you you mock it, and that, that's what hurts. Yeah. That's what mm. I find so disgusting and and so upsetting and and. I find I don't know. I mean, you're you're exactly right. I've I've, I've seen that. You know, I've, I've sat in, in in Whitehall and seen those reactions, and 
it, it's tremendously frustrating and irritating because, you know, not only does the UK or do, do, do British officials um, not not get it, but they they pride themselves on not getting it. It's a it's a badge of honour not to get it. Yes. They smirk mm-hmm. and mock it. You know this flowery bullshit language that only stupid foreigners do. We don't mm. need recitals. Put anything you want in there. Who gives a shit? Uh, we'll just get to the meat and potatoes. And I found that approach all the time. Um, we don't care about building uh, an emotional attachment, a bond, uh, capital of goodwill. Um, we everything's transactional for us, um, and it's a one-off transaction. There's no history. The slate is wiped yeah. clean every time. Mm. One, everything is transactional. You either win or you lose. Mm. And that's a good thing. We're the ones who get it. Everybody else is stupid. We're the only ones who get this. Not seeing how, what, 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 how they were storing up problems and difficulties down the road. It, it, it's a lack of emotional intelligence. The mm. country seems collectively to be <laughs> seriously damaged in its, yeah. in its sort of emotional brain. Somehow. Well, I mean, if you think to Jeremy Hunt's comments, obviously, I, I sometimes wonder if they thought that, that social media don't exist, that news don't exist, that people don't see this garbage, because that really was beyond insulting. If you think of leaders like Merkel, who know some of this very well from, I mean, obviously, she's German rather than having lived in the uh, USSR, but still, you know, the, that history she's very familiar with. And then obviously those who were much more immediately in it. I saw a number of ambassadors tweet about it who had been uh, imprisoned uh, at at times. So, Mm. you know, this was so unnecessary. And even if you wanted to play to a home audience, even if you wanted to make some silly points that are a bit sort of EU bashing, well, you know, there are other ways of doing that. And for a foreign secretary to do that is particularly, particularly bad because they are meant to be, of course, representing this country. So people will be especially alert to what they say. And I just cannot, from a logical perspective, more than anything else, understand it. And I sometimes wonder, with Hunt, it's perhaps even more peculiar. With Johnson, it was maybe less so. But, you know, <laughs> is is it genuinely a lack of awareness? Or it's a bit like with, with May's speech today, actually, as well. Yes, clearly she has these advisors who somehow thought this was good. But who the heck are they? You know, uh, I don't... If you are a good advisor, you shouldn't have put these things in there in the way they were put in there. So again, who's the Mm. audience? You know, is it a home audience? It was meant to sound nice for them and maybe they thought so, but it's having the exact opposite effect. But that's it. But that's the the limit. That's the limit of their thought. I think that's the point. It's not even that they don't care about what is thought across the channel. Mm. Um, it's that they don't. It doesn't even occur to them to to consider it. Mm. You know, it's mm. it's 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 the equivalent of immoral versus amoral. I mean, the amor in this sense, mm. they 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 amoral. Mm-hmm. Um, they they simply it simply doesn't doesn't occur to them. Mm-hmm. It only it only it, exists on this little island. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. exceptionalism again. It's yet again. It's mm. British exceptionalism. Mm. It's exactly what we were just talking about. It doesn't matter because we're better. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know? And I think it's really interesting what you said, Tanya, about Boris Johnson. Do you know what? It's interesting. I've heard this a few times now. I think Boris Johnson was such damaged goods. He was so toxic. He was so widely scorned and disliked and ridiculed that 
You know, he could say, but it's a bit like Trump. You know, Trump could say anything. Yeah. And you're mm. like, who cares? Johnson could say anything. And you go, oh, it's just Johnson. Who cares? He's a fucking idiot, you know. Mm. And I honestly think, you know, if, if, if he did get an American answer. politician, if yeah. he did get an American politician who came forward and said some of the things that Trump says, I think people would still be shocked. Because mm. Trump may have anaesthetized us all, but only as far as he's concerned. And I think the same with Johnson. So I think the fact that Hunt said this, I think if Johnson had said it, I think everybody would have been like, yeah, this, it's disgusting, but he's, he's a fucking idiot. He's Johnson. But that Hunt said this, I think, yeah. really shocked people. They think, oh, my God, maybe it's not just Johnson. Maybe they're all like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe they are it was all deliberate. like this. Yeah, yeah. And it was deliberate. It was in the circulated script. So it wasn't an ad lib like Starmer on uh, not ruling out Remain. Yeah. There was an ad lib. This, this, was, this was in the script. It's, it's published on Conservative Home. You know, nobody's trying to hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. yeah except, that, except that, hang on a second, well, we'll get to that in Live of the Week. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. Don't, don't spoil Live of the Week. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I mean, so, I mean, summing up, a total shit show. Um, I think in, in terms of um, actual, actual content... I mean, what? <laughs> well, I think well, in terms of actual consequences, okay. I think it was de- deeply, deeply, deeply damaging to whatever goodwill could have possibly yeah. been yeah. been 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 left. Yeah. I mean, you saw. I don't know if you saw uh, Give Hofstadt's speech in mm-hmm. Parliament yes par- Parliament yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a it's over. Yeah. Speech, you know, mm-hmm. Forget about extension. You're out. Just get, go. Just fucking go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's the general attitude. You get the feeling that that's the general attitude now. I mean, you know, come mm-hmm. on. Just leave. Just go. We're, we're, we're done. Yeah. Go. And that and that that puts the whole country in a in a not just the the Brexit negotiations themselves, but the whole country in terms of needing extensions and um and and getting out of getting out of No Deal. It makes the whole thing it makes the whole thing harder. Well, all we can really hope is that people recognize the difference between the uk the uk population and the uk government mm-hmm. yeah, and and, um, and, I, and i think that i think actually the the the, the uh, european politicians are, are smart enough to smart enough to spot that and but how much how much goodwill that actually translates into is uh, mm. is, is is hard will depend on the, very much on the circumstances i think in a, the other, I think the other thing that came out of it is her doubling down on checkers mm. or checkers too mm-hmm. she wouldn't call it checkers as if that's going to fool anyone, but I think also the intervention from the on the, in the margins from the DUP. I mean, mm. doubling down on this idea that this incredible, this incredible idea that that having checks on animals across the Irish Sea and agricultural products is fine. That's absolutely fine. Having different abortion laws, having different corporation tax rates, absolutely fine. Different uh, gay rights legislation, loads and loads and loads of stuff. That's all absolutely fine. But the line in the sand mm-hmm. is checks, customs checks on goods. That's the arb- completely arbitrarily mm-hmm. placed line in the sand here. That would be breaking and up the UK, would, apparently. Yeah, and you, but you would only place this arbitrary line if you, if you wanted the consequences of placing that arbitrary line mm-hmm. would place. And this is the DP yeah. putting the government putting the government over a barrel, blackmailing them, and also deliberately risking. Don't think that risking the Good Friday Agreement, risking a hard border across Ireland, is an unhappy offshoot of the DP no, policy. No, 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 no. It's the point of the yes. DUP, It's the point of the of the yeah. DP policy. They never liked the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. They voted against it. Um, the uh, border areas are all 
Republican voting voting areas. Um, so this, you know, I tweeted something about this that it may it may welcome that arbitrary distinction, that arbitrary line of customs checks on goods in the Irish Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe what causes the UK to leave the EU with no deal? Yeah, yeah, but, with all of the consequences. But I mean, you know, the, the, you're right in saying though that actually it's it's not kind of just a, an accident or a chance. As none of this really is. You know, if we think mm. about citizens' rights, for example, that's only the beginning. I mean, people really need to not make a mistake here, you know, because if yeah. we get stripped of rights now, that's only, you know, a small proportion. Of course, that's already not true anyway. If you think about the other big news this week, uh, the you know, we're going to end freedom of movement once and for all. The way that was reported in the UK, um, as, as always, it's reported like a one-way street. What is ending is that, you know, people like mm. me can come to the UK. Yeah. Rubbish, bullshit fucked up shit in the press all the time about this, just like this. It is the fact that 65 million people, British people, will lose the right to go to 30 other countries, live, love, study, work in those countries. And of course, they hang together. But, you know, that's the other big, uh, big thing that, that really has always irritated me in the way this was reported. Mm. I mean, the press plays a major role in the, in the, uh, the way um, that people think about all these questions. Yep. And not mm-hmm. just with freedom of movement, but with many of these other issues. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, that's obviously a big, big problem still. Um, and to just... And the main speech... Yeah, sorry. And the main speech focused on freedom. I mean, this is the sort of gaslighting element yeah. of it. Mm. it. It focused on freedom while removing freedoms. Yes. But that's, that's what well, I meant before. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant before. You know, everything they yeah. say is the opposite, really, of what mm. the actions are. You know, uh, and and this is a, a perfect example of that, a tragic example of that. You know, well, this it was, is it's, yeah. yeah. It's a real Nemo. It was a, it's a Nemo moment, wasn't it? The first they came for the for the EU twenty seven citizens. And, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. No, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think that you know, and it's been interesting to to observe uh, reactions. Again, it's difficult to um, generalise, but a lot of the reactions that I've been seeing, who knows how many of them are from troll farms in St Petersburg, but people coming and saying, <laughs> yeah, but they usually it's the German car um, argument again. Yeah, but. Come on, seriously? Do you seriously think that the Spanish and the French are going to allow a visa f- to be imposed on on British tourists? They need us. Like, look how many tourists go to Spain every year. They need us. And I'm like, you do not understand. EU visa policy is based on reciprocity. It's written mm-hmm. in the treaty. Oh, yeah, but that's just punishment. It's mm-hmm. not fucking punishment. It's mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. Why are you so special? Why do you think that you get some kind of special treatment? We're back at our uh, raison d'etre, which is cake wash. Yeah. This is cakeism. <laughs> Why do you yeah. think you get some kind of fucking special treatment as a British person just because you go to Benidorm on holiday twice, you know, <laughs> once a year? That's not how it works. We well, have but, a whitelist. I mean, the common know, visa yeah. policy has a whitelist. It's based on reciprocity. If you don't offer free visa-free travel to EU citizens, you are not going to get it back by law. It's 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 automatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, Tanya. No, I was no, it's, it's it, that's uh, you know it's true. <laughs> I had to just smile a little bit. You know, the <laughs> smile of the desperate times. Um, no, but I mean, oh, well, pretty fucked up Hello, desperate Gina. times. But, um, yeah, now I forgot what I wanted to say. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what, what did I want well, to say? Well, um, yeah, I can't remember. One of the other big reactions, the two other reactions I've seen to this, one, one reaction is exactly the, the German, German car maker's exceptionalism all over again. The other one I've seen um, 
is that it's hard to leave. I mean, this is this is related to the USSR thing. So they're punishing and making it, making it hard to leave. leave. You know, you go, no, no, you, you can leave. You can leave with nothing. You leave, as David Allen Green would say, by automatic process of law mm-hmm. um, on, on on the 29th, 29th of March. Mm-hmm. The point is, you don't want to leave with that. You want to leave mm-hmm. with things that are incommensurable with one another, and which were never going to be accepted, and which mm-hmm. are and which are cakeist. But the third reaction I've seen, which is the one that I hate, I mean, the one that I hate absolutely more than, more than anything, possibly more than any other argument in this whole shit show, is that very few people, well, it doesn't matter because very few people make use mm. of it. And those that do are uh, just as likely to go to the US or Australia. <laughs> um, and it will, you know, people Shade. who emigrate are the ones who emigrate anyway. And this, this is the one that really, coming from a pretty poor background in the northeast of England, this is the one that really, 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 really fucks me off. Because freedom of movement will always exist for the rich. Mm-hmm. Freedom of movement will always exist for the well-off. What it will work, what it won't exist for is kids who grow up in a shitty place and decide one day that they can scrape up enough money for a flight to get out of it and do something else. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who, for the next half century, miss out here, and 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 this is the this is the great tragedy of it from from my point of view. Oh yeah, I mean um, absolutely. I mean I'd be the same person only the other way. Um, pretty mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, my family it couldn't get more. Uh, I come from a place called Ostfalen, East Westphalia, um, and it doesn't get more parochial than East Westphalia. <laughs> it really doesn't. You hang on, hang on, Sh- Schwaben. <laughs> no, well, hey, maybe that's 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 like I have no idea what's going on in the south. Uh, that's just a different sort of they have g- tractors. different. I have track. We have tractors. I can drive a tractor. Do they have lights on? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> Chris and Chris Chris invented invented a. Uh, wrote a European directive that requires lights to be on top of tractors. Oh, I remember that story, yes. We now Sorry. call them auto lights. I, I, for- yeah. I forgot, yes, I remember that story. Yeah, you told me that. Um, um, no, but I think, you know, that's exactly the point, you know, and the same with the with the future immigration system. This doesn't even have all that much to do with the discussions here. I've never been very appreciative of this distinction between low-skilled and high-skilled. People mm. need migrants with any and all skills everywhere. It's just rubbish to make these distinctions. And in any case, what's, and to make them on money as well, well. But also, it's not even on skill; it's on money. Exactly, but I mean, quite, so it's not it fails on its own terms. But quite apart from that, though, I mean, to my mind, everyone is skilled. Every job requires mm, a skill, absolutely. and there are certain jobs that require different types of skills, and some of them might need the brain more than others. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But there are there are sort of handy skills that, that I don't have. I would never be able to do certain things. But particularly the focus, for example, if you think of carers, that makes me really angry because I yeah. used to work as an old people's nurse when I was a mm. student and I also was a live-in volunteer for two years in a disabled people's home. Uh, so I, I have a good understanding of various care duties and they are all very skilled duties. And just because they mm. happen to earn perhaps less, which is a tragedy in its own right, a different question, mm. you know, they, they shouldn't come. This is just pure madness but what i was going to say before is is kind of my Mm. main problem with with all of this you could deport all of us eu citizens from the uk tomorrow if you wanted to i mean just you know let's imagine that for a minute it's not going to solve a single of the problems that people Mm. voted for not one not one it's going to make lots of things a lot worse exactly but this is the thing the constant answer is something to do with immigration cutting Mm. the numbers, making it harder, uh, making the citizenship test harder. None of these things are going to help any of the actual problems because immigration has never been the root cause. 
The root cause is austerity, is deprived communities, mm. lack of investment, yeah. concentration on London, blah, 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 lots of other things. So that's the real issue. And, and that's why I'm genuinely really worried for the future, because how are you ever going to come back to that when you keep promising people things that are yeah. not the solution? Do those no, things, no. but they're it's not, not going to deliver. Better. It's not getting better. And, and, I, then Jeff, and then, Jeff, more of the and the only answer is more of the prescription. Well, yeah, and exactly. I, the only answer is that, that we've still had too much immigration. Yeah. I yeah. do remember, I do remember very distinctly um, 10 years ago during the... Um, during the banking crisis when, when austerity hit. And I remember having a few conversations with people saying, watch what happens. This is, this is where it starts. It, this is where it will go. Mm. We w mm-hmm. What's going to happen is people are going to start blaming immigrants. Populists are going to catch on to that. Catch on to that. You're going to get, this is where it starts. And I don't think any of us predicted um, Brexit at that point, but I think that it was, you could see where this was going to go. And you think, well, you know, no, history can't travel, repeat itself yeah. because, you know, we've, we've been through, we've all been through the war. We've all, we, you know, nobody's ever going to fall for the, for the, for the whole Nazi thing again. Mm. Well, sure. well, I mean, you know, now, uh, one, one thing more generally, uh, first of all, of course, that's not new. You're right. You know, populist movements have done this kind of thing always, and there are lots of precedents mm. for it. But I think, you know, the problem in my view is, that immigration was the topic the leaf capitalized on and they were let get away with it. So they, mm. you know, stronger in didn't even try. In fact, to the point that I remember they distinctly not they to, decided the not to try, but also I have an email in my inbox from someone from that campaign telling me, oh, sorry, you can't talk at this event. You will just, I quote, antagonize people. Why? <laughs> because I'm an immigrant. Um, I mean, in those days, I didn't have the profile I have now, but still, that that's not really the point. You know, they gave up mm. before they even tried. Yeah, didn't even And bother. so, you know, yeah. 80 or 90% <sighs> of press coverage is all negative. It's all negative. There was no one making a different case. And that's, that's really, uh, really worrying, again, for what that means more broadly. And, of course, now the, the parallels are even more chilling. I mean, what really, really um, irritates me in the press to this day, even in what I would consider quality outlets, is that people tend to speak about a registration process for us, possibly problematic enough. But the fact is, it is not a registration process. It is an application mm. process. The best case outcome is having yeah. fewer rights, so-called settled status. But also what that means is a special ID number on a special ID register only mm. for EU citizens. It's yeah. going to be an electronic ID only, which will make it a lot more problematic, I think, in terms of potential discrimination. Let's imagine you have three people standing in a flat wanting to rent it. One is British, one is a, an immigrant from uh, the EU, um, so let's say it was me, and another is an immigrant from somewhere else, let's say the US. That person will have some stamp in their passport or a visa in their passport, which would serve you know, potentially as, as the proof. I mean, it's a bit more complex than that. I recognize it, but the guidance is quite clear on this. You can check it out. Um, so they have that in, your po- in their pocket, potentially. I would mm. have to give that number to the landlord. They would have to go to a computer, type the number in, wait whatever the screen says, and then, mm. you know, I mean, obviously this is speculation, but I'm pretty confident I know who's not going to get the flat for that reason alone if there are equally, you know, friendly-looking people from other places in that mm. flat um and no indeed i mean you know i had an argument with someone because i was i mean we have id cards in belgium mm. and we have different and we have different id cards you know i mean my my id card says foreigner on it mm-hmm. um 
and I thought, you know, I thought long and hard about 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 this issue because I'm, you know, I'm not worried by my Belgian ID card with with foreigner on it. And I, I talked to a few people about it. The issue is, if everybody had an, yeah, yeah. if everybody had mm-hmm. an ID card, okay, you have different you have different registers of people. You, you this is this is pretty normal in places that have ID cards. For only one group of people. But that is, Steve, I, that's the point. I mean, this is that's the point. See, David appalling. Davis, I mean, David Davis resigned <laughs> over the issue. When Tony Blair wanted to introduce yes. ID cards, he resigned over the issue. He he, he was he so angry the about the yeah. notion that he, you know, people object to the idea that people should, uh, that people, the British object to the idea of ID cards. They think it is uh, is police state, nanny state, fascist. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, (laughs) see, if they hadn't, if they'd had, if they'd had the ID card system from, if Tony Blair had introduced ID cards, we wouldn't be where we are now because Mm -hmm. you you would have a track of the number of, you know, EU citizens would not be able to come in without means of support, without jobs. You'd, you'd be able to apply all the rules that apply in mm. freedom of movement. You'd be able to keep a track of the numbers, so you wouldn't have inflated numbers. And you wouldn't have people claiming benefit. you know, p- people yelling, ah, benefits fraud, benefits fraud. No, you you'd have, have a hold on it all. So now what they're saying, the solution that they're proposing is to introduce what they could have introduced all along, but on a discriminatory basis, so that mm. it only applies to foreigners. And that's no good. You know, if we were no. all walking around well, wearing but, little yellow stars sewn into our shirts, that would be one thing. But when it's only one particular group, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but exactly one particular group of foreigners as well. So that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, people yeah. speak yeah. of creating second-class citizens. Actually, I think we might have to move on to third um, is, is the reality. Yeah. And again, you know, I'd agree. I, you know, I have a German ID card. I have no problem whatsoever actually at all with an ID card. And I think Britain should have them for a whole range of reasons. It does away with all this silly business of having five different forms of letters and, and all yes. this, this nonsense. I've never understood that. That's much more prone to abuse, surely, than having yes. a proper ID card. And in Germany, an ID card really is just a proof of where you live. So essentially, it's like a council yeah. tax statement. And now, to be fair, it's a bit more advanced than that. Um, in fact, in the past, you could never have it when you were abroad. You'd have to uh, return your thing when you left <laughs> Germany. Now you can, because I, it's, I a bit, it's, it's a bit changed. To it. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I, I would agree. I think generally it's, it's not a problem. And I wouldn't even necessarily have a problem as you w- with, with a sort of uh, foreigner type card or different yeah. type of card if everyone else had one. Yeah. But this is a mm. retroactive process. That's, of course, the other thing. Uh, designed yeah. really just to strip people of rights. And again, if you see yeah. that in the context of Windrush, uh, and all these things, and you know that's that's a real the real yes. p- problem as well. And this is it; it's not automatic. It's an application yeah, you have yeah. to apply yeah, yeah. and be ex- and be yes, accepted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, people people talk as if it's an automatic process. It's not an automatic process. Yeah. It can be refused. Yeah, and I mean this this you know it will apply to people who have lived here for ten years, like I have, or who have lived here for thirty years. Or 40 yeah, my years, mum will have to get one. Whether, yeah. yeah, whether they are married to a Briton or not, whether they're British children or not, it doesn't matter. And this is yeah. really what gets me the most about all of this Brexit in itself. I mean, I hate it. I want it stopped. I want everyone to keep their EU citizens' rights. I think it's a, um, you know, a form of, of terrible populism, borderline fascism in some uh, aspects of how it translates into certain rhetoric and, and practices and all sorts of things. So it's it's a big problem. It's a very scary thing, but I can just about accept that these sorts of things happen sometimes and that one has to fight them. What I cannot accept and never will, I think, be able to come back from is the apathy of people. Whenever yes. I say that, though, 
I usually get told off for it. Um, I think that's partly because I'm saying it in an echo chamber. I think people misread this sometimes, you know, and I'm kind of talking to the wrong people. Those who are on Twitter say, of course, I know that they largely do care. And that's why they're there and why Mm. they're engaged. So it is sort of the wrong people, perhaps. But on the whole, people do not care. And I will say that Mm. for as long as it needs saying, because it is the truth. And I'm not just saying that, you know, because I think that I know lots of other people think that. But a people's vote march is not a march for EU citizens. Uh, Some kind of other demonstration is not for EU citizens just because it happens to be pro-EU. On the activities that we have had for us, the uptake from other people was low. Think about one day without us, for example, all those sorts of things. So that's really, again, you know, the, the bigger story around all of this. How can we still see, you may have seen this, I said that yesterday in a thread about Javid's speech, see this as home still? How can we come back from Mm. this ever? Um, And people don't seem to see that um, at all. It's sort of that point you made before, I think, Steve, about a sort of exceptionalism or, or a sort of view that doesn't see things or doesn't want to see them. You know, this whole line that, oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, you don't get to cherry pick us. It's all of us. It's everyone. It makes no difference. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, that is the hardest thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I mean, I have, uh, I have n- heard nothing but sympathy from Belgian and and, and non-Belgian <laughs> friends and neighbours in Belgium, mm-hmm. um, and 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 calls for. You know, calls in the Belgian press for for rights to be guaranteed unilaterally. France has just guaranteed mm-hmm. guaranteed rights unilaterally on a you know they've said it'll be on a reciprocal reciprocal basis. Um, I, I, I find it hard to imagine uh, me being put in this position mm-hmm. in Belgium and people people not people not reacting. Mm. I find yeah. it really hard to. Hard to imagine. I mean, here, of course, the other thing is it's not only that. It started with being made bargaining chips, which obviously was then the catastrophe for British in Europe because that meant they would be dragged into it as well. So first we had to kind of uh, accept that as yeah. a situation that your home makes you a bargaining chip. And now we're going to have to apply to stay. Uh, I honestly, yeah, I don't know what that really means. I, for, for me, I have to think about that some more, but I, I cannot accept that. And that's where it ends. People, um, that's, pe- that's people really underestimate this apply to stay thing. So, you know, when I came to Belgium, I, I, I had to go and register with the. Well, actually, I've registered with the commune several times because changing status and so on. But, but I have to go to the commune and register. But it's not an appli- it's not an application. It's a registra- It's a re- it's a registration. Um, my my British passport and uh, my work contract, my job contract mean that it's not 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 an application it's a mm-hmm. it's a checking that i have those things um and having those things mean that i have a right to to register and if there was an issue with it i'd have endless legal recourse right up to european mm. right up to right up through courts to mm-hmm. to european courts you know um and that's not you know that's the difference between an application an application can be refused and it can be refused by a civil servant by a contract a third party contractor who mm-hmm. knows who'll be who'll be implementing it mm-hmm. um and then you have a struggle uh, a big big struggle on your hands because mm-hmm. while the while the consequences of that are being enacted you have to try and 
you have to try and fight it. You know? Well, but of course, uh, it's, I think people yeah, really sorry. don't recognise the difference between an application and 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 an automatic registration. You know, I think the the of course the added problem is the immigration exemption in the new data protection bill in the UK. So oh. actually, we probably might not be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can't uh, find out why over Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, that's why the three million have taken the government to court um, now to, to challenge that. But it might well be that those people who get refused, and there will be people who get refused, I am absolutely will, certain yes. about that, um, they will, you know, if it's sort of not resolved, they, they might well fall through. And, of course, then there's all these other really, you know, you couldn't make this up. You know, here's my phone, not that I, you know, people can't see this anyway. It's, it's kind of got a fruit at the back, so let me put it that way. Um, so it's the one that doesn't work for the Settled Status app. And, I mean, just, you know, that the government, uh, I mean, you know, before people send in any other offers, I have about 50 now for Android phones for borrowing, so thank you very much. Uh, but, um, you know, it, this is mad, of course, to, to develop an app on a platform that's not actually the most used, but quite apart from that, develop only on the one. And then the official advice, I will never forget that, on the day that was first discussed was borrow a friend's phone. Um, and, you know, I wonder now, after the Tory conference blunder with the app, if some of those <laughs> people have a bit more sympathy, why, really you know, about that, <laughs> God, yeah. so many blunders, you know, you have yeah. to come up with, uh, you know, yeah, you have to keep up. But, um, yeah, if people have a bit more sympathy about, you know, an app and, and all of this, you know, take a selfie, have someone look at that. And then what? There's a message. Bye bye. Or, or, or you know, it, mm. or, or welcome. I, you know, it's just it's it's. Well, I think it would be fuck off. I would expect. That. <laughs> <laughs> sharp, clear. Fuck I think. Off, it, I, I think you don't. I think the intention is that you don't get anything straight away, but that you know, a few weeks later, you might hear. I have no idea because, of course, this is the other thing: three point seven million people to be, I, uh, you know, in inverted ah. commas, processed in the time available, which is you know, including the transition period if there is one. Um, if there is one, you know, that's that's not that's not enough time. Full stop. It, it will not be enough time. So I fully anticipate there will be people without the status even in the best-case scenario. Now, of course, that brings us to no deal and citizens' rights, which is an altogether different matter. Now, for the first time ever, um, Theresa May on TV uh, during her uh, speech the, the other week did say that she wants to uh, uh, provide a guarantee for us, but it's a unilateral guarantee. It's only a TV uh, guarantee. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really care very much about it. It's the woman who said she's not going to have an election. Ta-da! So, um, she said she was going to reduce, uh, reduce homelessness uh, today as yeah, well. well so, you know, I mean, so anyway, let's assume, let's give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that she meant that for a second, um, maybe. Um, you know, but even then it's not going to help because it's, it's only a unilateral guarantee, so any bilateral agreements won't apply. That will be a problem for a lot of people immediately. Uh, apart from that, I would expect if it's no deal that it's going to be some version of settled status, a light, light version, as it were. I would think they look again at the rights and take some more away from us if, mm -hmm. if it was to be mm -hmm. no deal. Because, you know, obviously the great Henry VIII powers will allow them to do that. Allow that, yeah. Um, yeah. And I would fully expect that to happen. So we wouldn't be illegal overnight, but, uh, you know, I would assume that there'll be a different version than what we are um, familiar with now for settled status. And that's already shit. Uh, beyond of course, you'll need uh, to be punished for you'll you'll need to be punished for your con your member states' intransigence yes, in causing the deal. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but actually, in in all seriousness, you oh, know, that is, this is of course a great worry. Again, partly mm. based on what I said before about nobody having tackled all these lies about immigration. I mean, who will be blamed yeah. for this? 
Yeah, and the the, yeah. the 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 reality, of course, is that a lot of people have caught up in, were caught up in this who are not actually EU citizens at all, but because a lot of people yeah. interpreted immigration more broadly. So this is, you know, in communities, I asked this at an event with Chris Gray not so long ago, um, you know, how are communities ever meant to come together again in this kind of climate? They won't. And nobody no. is looking at this and no deal is going to make that so much worse. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, again, the, the, the blame game will uh, go on. Because people talk about civil unrest if we if we were to stop Brexit. And we've said many times, no, the real risk of civil unrest is where people can't eat or people's mm. jobs um, are lost or people can't get medicines and so on. And the civil unrest doesn't take the form of people storming Downing Street. The civil unrest takes the form of people storming the Polish shops. You mm. know? Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. You've, you've really depressed me, Tanya. Sorry, I, I, I told <laughs> no, because, you I, I mean, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. I'm, 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 you know, honestly, I mean, sharing, sharing a bit here, but so I, my mother's German and she's lived in the UK since the mid-1960s um, and she's never taken British nationality, she never needed to and um, she's never voted in a UK election um, and so she certainly didn't vote in the referendum and I, I think I've mentioned before that the 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 the, the sun she's she's a, a churchgoer and the Sunday after the the referendum, um, in her church, people kept coming up to her and sort of saying, "Look, we're so sorry, this is you know you must be feeling awful." And she was like, "What are you talking about? This isn't about me. I mean, I'll be fine." <laughs> and I have increasingly been sort of trying to sort of say to her and, and to my siblings who are you know high powered, highly intelligent strong women and listen we need to, we need to talk to mum she needs to be she needs to take this seriously you know she could find herself you know um being persona non grata in this country i mean you know don't be ridiculous she's lived here for 50 years more than 50 years and she's got matter. homes and she's got of course she's not going to and it doesn't apply to my mum it, it, it seriously could mm-hmm. and i i get this Slightly panicked feeling every time I start to think about it, and I try and sort of like shelve it. You know, you know that when you've got those things, you think, "Shit, I really should do something about this. This is this is big, but I've, I can't really deal with it right now." And so you mm. park it. I, I, it scares me to, to hear you talk, Tanya. This, it, it does because it, it it keeps reminding me that this is this is something that affects me, and I need to I need to grip this as well. But see, this Thanks, is Brexit. no. But I mean, you know, this is this is the great tragedy. Then you have someone like Andrea Jenkins in Parliament accusing the three million of scaremongering when they point out mm. the realities of this. But these are the realities of it. And you know, your mum and lots of other elderly people, disabled people, children who perhaps have parents that don't actually know what to do or are not even aware of mm. it. These are the serious yeah. problems because the government has no way actually of informing all EU citizens. What are they doing? to inform people, I'm quite sure that the majority of EU citizens in this country might not actually be aware that they have to apply to stay. How would they know this if they're not on Twitter or if it, maybe on the news? You don't hear it like this. This is what I'm saying. If people keep saying... Because there's no registration it's, it's, system, it's, so there's no yeah. way of telling them. Yeah, but, you know, even I'm quite if sure you're right. And I know exactly what the response of the kind of ERG fuckwit would be. 
who would stand up and say, well, if they're too stupid to, to, to inform themselves, yeah, then fuck off. We don't want them in this country. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the kind of... And yeah. that's the sort of thing you might have expected to hear from the from the BNP or the National Front. And nowadays, it's what you hear from your constituency MP, if you mm. write to them. Mm. But see, this is, this is why I think in the last few weeks, I've been quite upset, I'm going to be honest, by some of the Remainers and campaigners for a people's vote. I support a people's vote. It's complicated. There are lots of issues with it. We could talk just one episode only about those, I'm sure. But in terms of stopping Brexit, it is one possible route. And, you know, I think it must be pursued. I will, uh, you know, I, I support the march and all these kinds of things. But the reality is that a people's vote may not be the solution for EU citizens and that so many people cannot see that really, really upsets me. First of all, we won't have a vote in it again. I have absolutely no doubt about it. Um, there might be questions why that's not a good idea anyway. I'm quite prepared to accept that to a certain extent, although I think it's not a second vote. It's a very different thing if it ever were to come. So I think there is a case and someone could have made it, but it's probably too late for that now. My political head, uh, sorry, head uh, uh, tells me. But anyway, that's a separate thing. But the point is, even if that were to come, it may not result in a stopped, uh, stopping of Brexit. It may result in some improvements. It may result in all sorts of things. 3.7 million people cannot put all their hope just in that. That doesn't mean I'm accepting Brexit or anyone is accepting exactly, Brexit. It, absolutely not. But we have to assume yeah. that some form of application, stroke registration will come. And I would be tempted to say that will come even if Britain remains. There are ways in which you can register Very possibly, people. yes. Very so possibly. I think yeah. I am actually, frankly, disgusted by this idea that doing just that for us is fine and that's all we should do. But I have been told a lot of times in the last six weeks or so that, well, my campaign, say, for example, for EU Citizens Champions, can't be supported by someone because it's not anti-Brexit. I cannot accept that people think like that. Coming back to your solidarity point, perhaps, no, I agree. if, I if, agree. if, if exactly. nothing, if nothing exactly. else, yeah, you know, there's a fundraiser for a cat that was started at about the same time as my EU citizens champion. Okay. It has less money in it, thank goodness. And don't get me wrong, I love cats. I always used to have cats. But, you know, cat, 3.7 million people, hmm, you know, the difference is not as significant as you would expect it. But that money, it's not for me, it's for the 3 million to continue the vital work, which includes, and that's why I'm thinking of it now, informing EU, exactly. EU citizens that they need to apply. Mm. That doesn't... No, we, had this the, we had this when British in Europe came out, when British in Europe said, okay, we've tried being a neutral organisation, uh, there's, there's no more movement expected. Um, therefore, the only way that we can get what we haven't managed to get in negotiations is, is, by, is by stopping Brexit, mm-hmm. the only way we can guarantee it. The reaction should have been, this is fantastic, Come on board, everybody. This is, you know, yeah. uh, this shows how badly Brexit has been handled. This shows how badly the negotiations have been have been done. Um, and it's great, you know, it's great to ha- it's great to now have you on board. Of course, actually, they had everybody on board. They just didn't have the organisation. They had all the individuals on board who'd yeah. been campaigning campaigning individually, as you do, Tanya. I mean, you campaign mm. against against Brexit happening all, all, you know, all the time. I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> um, it's not like every, it's not like, you know, most of you, oh, at least half of your posts, I would say, um, are, don't mention citizens' rights. Mm. Uh, they're on Brexit generally and on stopping Brexit. Mm. Um, so, but we saw this, yeah, we saw this with British Europe. The reaction mm. should have been, it should have been such a positive thing. And actually, the reaction of many, many people is, where the fuck have you been for the last mm. two years? Mm. Why haven't you been doing this before? You go, well, it's a yeah. different, it's a different organization. But, I mean, you have to hope and campaign for the, 
for the best, but at the same time plan plan for the worst. It's, it's yeah. stupidity not to. Well, I mean, but but also that's not even necessarily the, the main point. I mean, I think it's really just that people do genuinely not understand what is happening here because, mm. or, or don't want to understand. I meant to say that. I don't want bit, to. Yeah, yeah I meant yeah. to say that before. I mean, yeah. very often. Now, um, when I sort of point out in various contexts with various people that, you know, I'm going to have to apply to stay, the most common reaction now seems to be laughter. And it's not mockery. I think it is mm. this very embarrassed, Nervous. God, I don't mm. know what else to do, so I'm going to laugh. Laughter. Mm. I mean, mm. pers- you know, I yeah. couldn't think of a worse reaction, but I genuinely think mm. it's not actually kind of meant in a bad way. It's mm. just a desperation mm. of not knowing what mm. to do. And I mm. kind of get that, but there are 3.7 million people like that. And this is what I also mean with the apathy. You know, it's not good enough for your neighbors, your friends, your family in some cases to just sort of sit there and, and, and I don't know what, what, you know, hope for the best. Of course, the reality is that many British people do that about their own rights as well, because the whole mm. situation now is, of course, partly also because well, there's going to be a march on the 20th of October. That's brilliant. But why wasn't there a march on the 13th of October? Why, uh, or isn't there one? Or on the, you know, da, 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 da. in France, I think there would have been some demonstration probably every weekend for three years in a row. In Germany, maybe not quite that, but something closer to that than, than this. So, you know, this is, it seems to just be a most unfortunate combination of very, you know, bad forces, but also this apathy more broadly around citizens' rights, certainly, but, but other things too. Plus this sort of like, keep calm and carry on, which, you know, no, I is, think it's is, that. I mean, is, yeah, I think, I, I think it, it is a, it is a difficult one. It is, I think people are sensitive to and prickly about the accusation of apathy. I mean, I, I there's a there's a strange um, British pathology which, you know, I, I've had Germans say to me, um, you know, when when the Berlin Wall came down, it was because people were out marching every, you know, they went out every night and they they didn't wait to go up to London in coaches or you know to to Berlin in coaches. They were out in Leipzig, and they were out in Dresden, they were out in you know all, all these cities. They went out every night and it built and it built and it built until it couldn't be ignored. Why aren't you doing that? Why the hell aren't you doing that? You know, I don't know. It's it's just such a combination. It's just a weird sort of British thing. And we were talking earlier, weren't we, about... Um, it's very impolite. Yeah. Uh, come we, on. We were talking, yeah. You know, there's this T-shirt which says, and I've always meant to order it, but, you know, I'm German. We don't do that keep calm and carry on thing. Um, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's, know, exactly. It, it, and I think it is. I think there is something about the British character, this sort of, you know, we were talking earlier about how we mockingly laugh at people who talk about solidarity and airy-fairy notions and all, but we also take this weird pride in yeah you know what we we do we just keep calm and carry on we mm. wouldn't do what these you know we, we, we mock people for going out and demonstrating you hear this all the time from all sorts of people including remainers they all say what's the point of demonstrating it's just self-indulgent it's it's not going to change anything that's not how you do things and there is this real sense of that they are those frogs that will just sit in the water until it's boiled. They mm. just yeah. just do not want to act. What mm. what you know? They don't see the point in acting. Why nobody else is doing it? Why should I do it? If I do do it, what will that achieve? And mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to find yourself one day waking up in a country that's outside the EU under yeah. the sort of grip of some you know awful. Um, government, I, I don't know what to say. But I mean, it's, I, I, it's, I th- well, I have a theory about this that it go, that it goes. It's English and it goes back 
because uh, the Scots are out on indie marches um, every weekend, mm. you know. So this is very. I think this is very much an English thing, um, but it. I have a much wider theory, which Tani will laugh at as a historian because I'm not a historian, so it's probably bollocks. But um, the, the English, the English didn't participate in the Enlightenment uh, in the way that Germany, France, Scotland uh, did. Um, they had the Reformation, and then they had, you know, the the the, the fallout of the of of the Reformation. But they didn't have they didn't have Rousseau's, and they didn't have David Hume's, and um, actually. You know, they they didn't have the the, the barricade, barricades people on the barricades for liberty, and and so on and so forth. And I think this this is re- I think this is really a very very kind of very deep thing. You know, mm. that there isn't a con- there isn't a constitution to defend mm. amendments of. There mm. isn't. You know, they're not used to being rightholders, except in a very ba- in very very kind of basic kinds of kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. And even then, the rights are. The rights are couched purely as you know civil rights, not mm. not inherent rights. They're only rights as a result of an agreement or of Magna Carta or you know or whichever whichever bit of history you, you want. And they always change the, the constitution changes, so you can't go to the barricades to defend the constitution when the constitution is mm. always changing changing anyway. And I think this this I, I really think that this runs runs very 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 deeply because Belgians will demonstrate at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh, Steve Steve there's, there's a guy called Thomas Paine who's tapping my shoulder wants to work with you <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah but Thomas Paine wasn't part of the English Enlightenment Thomas Paine was part of the European uh, the, Enlightenment the, the, yeah no, he's part, he's part well, of the it, It's a European the, thing. You're, you, don't, you can't call it English or Scottish. It was European. It was a European thing. Well, was, there, no. there are distinct <laughs> Scottish strands, though. Yeah, I would uh, have Scottish to say that. Certainly. German Enlightenment, yeah. French Enlightenment. Yeah. You don't, you don't, even Austrian Enlightenment. You don't, talk, you don't hear people talking about the English Enlightenment. We might be getting well, onto... I mean, it doesn't, onto, even, onto, doesn't uh, even sound right. <laughs> getting off on a tangent here. But yeah, again, Robert, Robert Boyle's queuing up behind, uh, behind uh, Thomas Paine. And, yeah. Well, but actually, you know, it reminded me of something else, the use of history in, in all of this. Uh, so the references yeah. we've heard today, but actually... As a historian, so, this must oh, be it is horrendous. I wrote a piece some time ago cur- t- trying to encourage in the Times hire other historians to, you know, who have the sorts of views that I would have to be more active and vocal about this because it's the abuse and misuse of history. Actually, no, it is the abuse and misuse of non-existing history because it it is the constant, (laughs) exactly, it's the constant invention of things that actually didn't exist, which we're trying to recreate here. Some kind of forward uh, to a past that never existed. Did you see that fantastic article by the? Was was it Tom? Who was it? It was it was in the Irish. It was an Irish article. Yet again, it was it was in in one of the Irish papers a couple of weeks ago. It was a super article. Oh gosh, I'll put it in the. I'll I'll look it up and I'll put it in the in the notes to the episode. But do, do you know the one I'm talking about? I don't know. No. Oh, it was very good. It was a beautifully written article, and I wish I could remember who wrote it. Um, But it it was a beautifully. Pardon me. We figured it out. Yeah, well, well, I'll find it. But anyway, yeah. uh, what was it about, though, Chris? It was about the abuse of history in the in the Brexit yeah. discussion about how people were taking and inventing history. It was the 1066 and all that school of history. They were yeah. taking history, they were abusing it, they were inventing it, and they were using it in a way to justify all sorts. And it was it was just it was a wonderful catalogue of how Brexit and Brexiteers and Bre- I don't like that word. I don't use no. it. Brexists <laughs> had had Brexit. basically just. A, um, abused history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, really good article. Yeah, Dan Hannan likes to do that. 
Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I cannot oh, I cannot read it anymore all. because he's blocked me. Uh, of course, yeah, I, I he, he probably was definitely mentioned uh, in this article. Uh, uh, pointed out too often that that he was either mm. wrong or perhaps uh, misguided in his analysis of the Anglo world or something like that. Yeah, no, but I think that's a serious problem. Again, actually, in the context of this keep calm business, it's all these references to past, whether real or imagined. But, you know, it's this creation of a new Royal Yacht Britannia or the Spitfires the other week uh, where there's money and, and, you know, all those sorts of things. History is important, but not like this. It doesn't work like this. And like this, it genuinely is the abuse of of, of history. So that's a, um, a very serious issue, I think, and explains a lot about why we are where we are as well. Where's, where there's a huge paradox, you know, Chris was saying earlier that um, we don't, we've seen the EU as transactional and, um, you know, we didn't have this, people haven't displayed this sort of, this emotional attachment, but people do seem to have this incredible emotional attachment, as you say, to a past that never existed, mm. to, to the village, to cricket on the village green mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and warm beer and, you know, all this, all this kind of uh, misty, misty eyed, mm-hmm. misty eyed Guff, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, when people are thinking about village greens with cricket being played on them, that's all, all, all very well. But you know, down down the road, people were dying in mines mm-hmm. regularly in appalling conditions, and you know, there's this incredible rose tint, rose tinting. Well, but of, even with uh, about this the emotional war, memory, yeah, even you know? about the war, yeah, you know, the, the stockpiling of food discussions started. Oh well, we, you know, we've survived the war, and uh, yeah, well, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, quite a lot of people died, um, and and all those sorts of things. So yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a real distortion. And no mention of yeah. the convoys, the seventy thousand people killed in convoys. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. most most unfortunate how people pander to this now as well, because a lot of people do it all the time now. A lot of politicians do it. Commentators. Well, the PM did it today. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that I, it was bad, as we've said, but perhaps not actually the worst example, because at least generally speaking, there was uh, truth <laughs> and fact, uh, sort of in in what she was talking about. Um, but, you know, it's not that sort of recreation of the past. But, you know, Johnson and others, they certainly have done that a lot. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you, you told me before about, about home. And I know, I mean, I, we, we know each other a little bit, but I know that you do have a very deep attachment to, to, the, to the UK and to your experiences of coming to the UK. Mm. Um, how do you... And and it's hard to it's hard for it still to feel like home. How do you? I, I think other people are feeling this, you know. So how how do you find how do you manage to cope with that? I mean, I, I know it's very very difficult with great difficulty, I'm sure. But what what keeps you what keeps you going? What stops you throwing the towel in and going? Look, honestly, fuck you, UK. You know what? The honest answer is I'm very close to saying that. That is the honest answer because mm, the, the mm. reality is I have tried everything uh, that I kind of can try in, in my little way and world, you know, and I looked it up before because I thought uh, I thought I had a great point to make about now it being the anniversary of three years of campaigning. I thought it was the autumn of 2015, mm. but actually it was May 2015. That's 1,250 fucking days I have uh, calculated. So, you know, for all this time, I made the case that I'm doing this primarily because I need to look at, be able to look at myself in the mirror at night, but also because yeah. this is my home. Um, and I still say that, but, you know, you, I wrote mm. a thread mm. just the other day about, well, actually, is it? You know, the UK has given me the middle finger so many times now. And of course, not just me, but 3.7 million of us. Yeah. At some point, you have to wonder, you know, is this where you still want to be? If that's, if that's so... 
Um, I mean, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think the, the answer is that if I stay here, then I will have to become British because I want to run for office then. That would be the yeah. only way in which I could. Well, I hope you do, I hope you do and I hope you run for office. <laughs> mm. That would oh, be of the course, only... Please, I'll vote for you in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. <laughs> Hannan, come on, you run too, then I can run against you and finally debate you, if you because you blocked me on Twitter. So, um, no, but I mean, this, this is the thing, though. If, if, you know, home, it has to have, you have to have a kind of connection with that. And I guess the reality is in, in, in many respects, that was always Scotland rather than the UK, really, because that's where I first yeah. came to. Actually, that's not true. I first came to England, but that was just a tourist. The place I first lived was Scotland, and there are clearly differences uh, which you can also see in, in this Brexit mess, of course, now the... Well, there was the, Scottish Enlightenment, there was no English Enlightenment. <laughs> the Scottish government's position has been <laughs> fundamentally different uh, to yeah. EU citizens. Even if I think back to the day after the referendum, David Cameron just blabbed on some very meaningless waffly words and disappeared. Um, he had a moment there to change everything, but he didn't. He could have done one good, good deed and he didn't. And, you know, Nicola Sturgeon, I remember very distinctly, you know, after the normal sort of hellos that you would dispense, she immediately spoke of EU citizens and had some very warming words um, uh, and, and nice words to say that a lot of people took great hope from. And since then, that's that's been the case. They had another study around immigration to have some actual figures and numbers way before the uh, Migration Advisory Committee report. Uh, there are specific policies in place now to help with settled status. All these kinds of things, they send a very different sign within the, you know, means they have as a devolved government to, mm. to EU citizens. So that gives me some hope because that's the place that I primarily perhaps see as home. It's not where I happen yeah. to live, though. Yeah. Um, but there is the bigger story, as I say, I think. I, I, I know, to be fair, though, that a lot of British people find this very challenging as well because this also is not the place that they consider home and they were born here. So I think it's a, it's a, bigger, yeah. it's a bigger story. That isn't it's a, it's a, well, we've often spoken about um, people having um, multi-layered complex identity, and I think that one of the great tragedies of this entire uh, experience has been that many of us find that we are being forced very much against our will to compress and condense and simplify mm. um yeah. and, mm. and our, our our identities in in ways that just don't work they mm. don't work with who we are and, and how we live and and we've been forced to let some of our identity go or or or, or change part of our identity or deny part of our mm. identity and this is what's so upsetting and offensive the way that some people who seem to lack the imagination to look beyond one very very uh, very black and white limited. element, a limited vision of, of what identity means. They are insisting. I mean, do what you like with your own fucking identity. If you want to be yeah, just I a boring, a shit, you know, yeah. a boring Englishman, be that. But don't tell me what I'm going to be. Mm. And yet that's where we are. I'm being like, well, you can't be a proper uh, British person because you're also European and German and mm. all these other things. So you can't be what, what I am. So you're not allowed to be. So either, you know, make, make your choice. So either you're with us or you're, you know... Fuck you! Don't How judge me as to whether I'm British or not. But see, this is yeah. this is then the problem because so many people um, tend to kind of say, "Oh, to me, oh, but you can you can still go and live in thirty other countries." Yeah, but I don't want to live and go in thirty you other countries. This, this, this is the place that I, you know, despite what I've just said, you know, is is the home. And then bizarrely, of course, Germany is where I was born. Yes, I mean, I like it. My family is there, and I have lots of friends there, and all these sorts of things. But I don't actually consider it home 
Um, I mean, I chose not to live there, so it's pretty obvi yeah. obvious that yeah. I that I perhaps don't. I might have yeah. all sorts of connections with it, but uh, home is something deeper. Um, so you know, it's it's a really really complicated situation. But then, of course, the reality is also that for me, there are other questions now. The impact this campaigning has had on me isn't just about citizens' mm. rights. That's just the one element that's the most public. But of course, there are lots of other things, threats, uh, some incidents that have involved the police, all sorts of other things. You know, I have adapted various behaviors now. For example, um, you know, I said this the other day in this thread as well, that, you know, I tend to tie my hair together now when I go out because my hair, long mm. red hair, makes me very recognizable. It's how people normally recognize me. And that's not necessarily that I'm freaked out and completely afraid. But, you know, again, in your home, picking up, uh, you know, the speech from, from um, Sergei Javid, uh, uh, you know, you should feel safe in your home. Yeah. Um, do I feel safe? No. Uh, is the straightforward, simple and with, answer, and, and with and with with good reason. Yeah, no, actually. I know. I mean, I think you. I think <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about this personally, and I, I, I mean, I think that you know measures that you take are um, uh, the 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 bare minimum that you should take in light of the uh, the threats that you've had. I mean, I think we should put a link to some tiny threat threads in the in the notes uh, mm -hmm. to this uh, because people don't pe people don't i think people still don't really believe it people don't really mm. believe that these things actually happen that somebody emails somebody saying you're a cunt and i hope you die people don't yeah people don't really really believe well uh, can you imagine opening your i mean i if i get a slightly knocky comment on twitter and i get mm. i can i've said this before I get virtually no abuse on Twitter. I have no mm. idea why. Mm. I'm entirely open to it. Um, <laughs> I'm a, massive, I'm a yeah. massive pain in the ass in this. Mm. Um, I should obviously, you know, I should obviously be, I should, ob I should obviously be, oh, there they are. They're coming. <laughs> I, I should obviously be a target of, of so many other people are, but talk to any mm. male campaigner. Mm. And and you find and you find actually they get very little. You get the normal normal bit of trolling and and and, and bots, you know. And people really really have no idea how. No, they they, how, they, they, how they don't because the reality no. is what I share isn't even half the story. Um, yeah, you know that that is the the truth. Now you know there will always be people who say, oh, but this is you know this is made up or this is whatever you you name it. They'll come up with some reason why it can't be real. Uh, you know, I've had uh, Facebook. Uh, it's more uh, that people can't believe it. I think it's it, it, it's that they don't have. The, they want to believe well, it. Maybe, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, want maybe, to believe it, and, maybe, they, don't, and they don't maybe. actually have the capacity to understand what it would be like. You know, lots of people have been called a cunt by somebody in a bar, and they think it's they think it's like you bumping somebody and go, "Hey, watch it, you fucking cunt," mm. um, and. It's not. It's but not, you see, the, you, I'm, I'm going to give, like that, I'm going to give it away. I mean, I've told you this already, Steve. Anyway, so, but um, I'm writing an article at the moment, and the title of it, so at least it's flagged, and nobody hopefully will steal it. Or if I can, you know, point to this podcast and <laughs> say I, I said it first. Uh, what annoys me the most about this is that cunt is a swear word in the first place. It shouldn't be. So I'm writing an article at the moment in <laughs> praise of cunts. Independent, uh, yeah. No, mm. in praise, because cunts are a beautiful thing. Mm. Everyone, pretty much almost, uh, has come through one. 
Um, so, you know, you better shut up about them. Well, this is my idea. Do. I was going to come up with this idea too, Tanya, actually. The other day, somebody uh, called me. No, somebody no, called me. The, I can't some, did you hear? Did somebody called me a front hole. They were calling me. Did you, did you see that? There's somebody no, called me. That, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, that. oh, your front holes are great. They're lovely. <laughs> uh, we've all been, you know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, fine. Carry so on. it will end with a conclusion that everyone always says we need to have balls. No, no. We need to have pants um, because they are flexible, sturdy, uh, you know, lovely things. So it, it really does annoy me that people see this as this swear you word. You can't sit and, on yourself uh, at the moment. <laughs> so, you know what, well, the uh, C-bomb was one we'd actually avoided so far uh, on this podcast. Oh, there it? you go. It had to yeah. happen. So I've, I've never been called cunt this many times in my life before. So, you know, um, yet I walk around with one every single day of my life. So, you know, I think <laughs> I think uh, I need to, I think I own it before I even owned it. But uh, yeah. the reality is that, uh, yeah, what it means, of course, is is nothing good and uh, I've, you know, other female campaigners have the same. So, you know, uh, this this is a gendered mm-hmm. thing. It's a general thing as well. You know, on Twitter mm-hmm. broadly or on social media, women do can, tend to get more rubbish. But one of the elements, and I know some men have gotten this as well, but one of the other elements is, of course, uh, dismissing professional credentials from Aaron Banks to Julia Hartley yeah. Brewer. They've all made a point about me being a professor. Lots of people mm. make that. That's why I'm that professor. I didn't come up with that. That uh, was mm. Julia Hartley Brewer. Um, so I'm kind of trying to own that. So again, actually, the, these nonsense things are also yeah. not are also not actually down to just men doing them. It's a, it's a broader story mm. there as well. But women tend to get it more too. I know certainly a lot of other female yeah. campaigners who do. But yeah, I mean, you know, the the last and that's legit, and that's that's not breakfast. No, 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 that's that's, that's something that was deep down there yeah. already, which breakfast has enabled and yeah. unleashed and made acceptable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or made less unacceptable. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, again, you know, I I mean, people won't. You you can see this now. I wear this necklace now, but actually, I shared it on Twitter today as well. It has the from the militant Fawcett statue the inscription courage calls to courage everywhere and that's a kind of a coincidence i found that in a shop in london and i just thought it fit so well because that's where uh, that incident that involved the police uh, in the end um um happened and you know what the saddest thing about that incident is is that i was not on my own and that's sad because i the first thing i thought was god for the first time ever i have witnesses who were actually there so it's not mm. just my memory it is not just that I would say yeah. this was this and this and this, but actually there were two other people. And that's a really kind of sad thing because that's not really why I was so happy that they were there. I was happy they mm. were there because it was good that they were there, um, yeah. you know, that I was not on my own, but that was certainly a thought I had that actually, I mean, mm. and there would probably be lots of evidence for that anyway from various cameras. So, um, but yeah, so those sorts of things are difficult and there are other campaigners who have had similar mm. things. Um, and how, again, how do you come back from that? And if then someone tells you, well, please, now could you apply to stay? You know, I... Mm, yeah, absolutely. So... I mean, my, my own, the, the, on the, on the, the how we keep going thing, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I admire you very, very much that you do keep going. Um, I mean, I find it, I find it hard and I don't get any of this shit. Um, but I keep, I keep thinking, two things, I keep thinking we just can't let them mm. Mm. win. Mm. This isn't about this isn't about you know uh, whether whether the name of a country is on a treaty. It's a, it's about that. It's about mm. what's oh, it's right. a values. Yeah. 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 It's a, a, a culture war. It's about it's telling everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's about telling everybody officially. Mm. Yep, that's how you get it done. That that's how you win. Mm-hmm. The people mm. who did this oh, are the winners. Of the people who yeah. didn't do it are the losers. Yeah. Um, 
You and can't also, let it you know, go. Somebody, yeah. and, and also, to be, you know, you, someone said to me, you know, you, you're going to want to be there at the end and you're going to want to know that you did everything. No, you can. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that is certainly, um, yeah, a key motivation. But that, that, but that, but that, that is for me really linked with not letting, not letting them win. It wasn't, it, it didn't start out like that for me, but it's, it's, it's really turned into that mm. for me mm-hmm. as, as time's gone on, you know? Yeah. No, that, that would be the same for me, absolutely. But uh, again, at the moment, you know, I've said this at, the, at an event that you were at, Steve, as well, publicly already, so it's not kind of news to some people, but mm. the last six weeks have been mad, madder than anything I've ever seen before. And I've shared a few bits and pieces, but again, I can only emphasize, if people think that's bad, they don't know half of the story. Uh, there was this crazy orchestrated uh, sort of Twitter attack and a follower of mine sent me all the tweets over three days and it's 700 pages of, t- of tweets. And just, the, you know, that was the first time I ever locked my account. And that was a very, yeah, compl- uh-huh. very complicated story that wasn't triggered by Brexit in itself, but had connections and then mm-hmm. various bots and automated accounts from, from Russia kind of got into that. So it's a very complicated story. But people have not understood how bad that was they just haven't um and not that they necessarily need to but you know maybe they need to because i got a lot of i get a lot of requests from people you know can you help with this can you help with that no actually i can't because there's Mm. there's all you know what more do you want me to do and then Mm. you ask them they need to understand not just because it'll be them that's attacked next but it's because these tactics will continue to be used and yeah on every issue on domestic issues on Every, yeah, um, and and people will continue to be uh, targeted, driven off, silenced, mis- and misled. Mm-hmm. And but this and this so is and this is what I said about that. You know, whatever happened to me, that's one thing. But the the scary as hell bit is what that did. How easily people, actual real yeah, people, were manipulated. No matter how many people said this is not how it was. You know that this is you know because this was all a story really around a particular lie, and it was being spun. Yeah. Um, and, and wrong stories shared and so on. That's, that's how it started anyway. Then there were other things. But um, that was the scariest bit of it, how quickly actual real people um, believed something that an anonymous account said, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it absolutely. was sort of like a small-scale case study uh, in, in how to manipulate people. Um, and some of it was truth, some of it was distorted, some of it was outright lies. Um, so it was it was sort of a mix, a very peculiar mix of things. And I'm absolutely sure that that's what's to come, you know, over the next months uh, more with with, yeah. with with more and more people. So I can only encourage people to be a bit more um, watchful of, 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 or mindful of, of this. And to, and to not be part of the problem and yeah. to, to think yeah. twice before a retweet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And look at, you know, just have a quick look at the mm. pro- if, if you're retweeting someone you don't recognize. Mm hmm. Uh, have a quick look at the profile yeah, yeah. first, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's like very important. Basic stuff like that. That is know? really, I mean, that's the sort of basic, I mean I, I mean, I have to concede, I mean, I fall down on that all the time. I mean, and oh, it's yeah, one of those too. things where, you know, I mean, slowly as my, as my, I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near YouTube, but my, as my follower numbers have, have, have grown, you know, I find I'll tweet something and then I'll go off and I'll do something and I'll come back and half an hour later, it's had a couple of hundred, you know, <laughs> faves or retweets and I look at it and think, well, you know what, actually, I didn't even check that. Or I just, and somebody will kiss <laughs> say you do realize that what you're saying there isn't quite right I and mean, this happened to me a couple of times this week and i've had to go back and either correct yeah, myself you, i thought or that you deleted one going, well but see oh, I, I wasn't endo- i wasn't yeah, i know, and but it was just like, you know i didn't it, think yeah. it through now we're like we're, we're like journalists we have to learn journalist journalist me- 
methods. Of course, the hard journalists don't use them either. But you know, we have to learn journalistic tools. Yeah, I think we have but so to. We should, but actually, but you know what? So we should. I think. I think that aspect of having to be of having to be careful and make sure we mean what we say and make sure the facts that we use are correct. Yeah, yeah. I think is actually a, is 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 actually a good thing. And I think the fact mm. that that uh, campaigners care about that is one of the things that sets them apart from 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 our opponents in this. Yeah, know? from from. And I yeah. don't think you, you, we. It's very tempting to win by going low. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah it really. Well, is, but yeah. I mean, it's and, it's, and, um, it's you don't you even kill the golden goose if you do that. You don't even have to go low. I mean, you know, the reality is that there are some campaigners who also do not. Um, care all that much about that, actually. Um, and, you know, I won't name names, but I think if people looked a little bit more closely, they could figure out who they are, um, because it's actually quite easy to figure it out, because there are people who progressively say if they've mistreated something or, or, or treated something that was wrong, they might genuinely not have known. I mean, you can't know everything, and sometimes everyone makes a mistake. I've made a mistake. But when I delete a tweet like that, I would normally always keep a screenshot of the tweet. So if anyone ever raised it, I could say, yeah, look, I remember I have it here. Mm. I corrected that or, or I said this and that and the other. Oh, we should, but, make, we should know, make a big oh, thing of it. We should say, exactly. we should say I'm, yeah. I've, I've discovered that yeah. this isn't true. Yeah. I made a mistake yeah. here mm. to show people how fucking easy it exactly. is to do it. It's, but there are some so people easy. who, instead of doing that, just block the people who tell them that perhaps they might have been mm. wrong. Um, yeah. And that is a serious problem. I think that's the same sort of problem that we've seen during the EU referendum about the manipulation yeah. and twisting of facts. If you're wrong, yes. that in itself isn't a problem. Just stand, it stand matter. by it, and and then deal with it kind of in the in the right way. And I've certainly been proven wrong sometimes. I mean, it's how it is. Um, so yeah, I think well, I enjoy it. I enjoy saying, "I'm sorry, everybody. I got I got that wrong." Because as I say, it demonstrates how. How e easy it is to do it. I have to say, you know, every time I see that there's a, every time I see that there's a comment from Steve Pierce, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I don't want to. Yeah, what's he done now? What have I done? I had that today. I had that today with his with visa policy. I was like, shit, is it? You'd be yeah, like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. actually, that's completely untrue. Yeah. Um, so I'm always worried. If I see a like from Steve Pierce, I'm like, yes, that, that, <laughs> yes, that's 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 an endorsement. Yeah. Um, but but it. It's an it's an unwillingness to do this. I mean, our politics are driven towards this anyway, and and a, there is a psychology that drives the that drives pe people towards it. You know, nobody likes being embarrassed. Nobody likes being shown made a fool of. You know, and so on and so forth. The way you avoid being made a fool of is by saying, "Yeah, I got I um, I got this wrong. I misjudged it, I, or I um, I hadn't looked up the facts," mm -hmm. and and you just change it. And you, and I, I've I've never understood. I mean, being wrong isn't great mm -hmm. you know it's a negative not a positive but being wrong and continuing to be wrong yeah 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 i mean that's absurd yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and when when you know you are so i think i, I think it's useful to to i think it's good to, sh to show you just uh, you apologize for it and everyone and i've done it for lots of things of course i've made loads of mistakes if you do as many tweets as we do mm. you're gonna and I haven't lost any followers over it. I haven't been held up to ridicule you know <laughs> if, if i left no, something up that was bullshit I mean, then i might be yeah but, yeah. And there are people. Yeah. There are, the problem is there are people who will who will use that and they will twist it and they will try to discredit you and they will use any any little opening that they can find in a, in an attempt to discredit you. And this this happens a lot. I, I find well, it they does, can't if you're open with it. Well, exactly. Like that would be my thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like security clearance. Yeah. If you tell them everything, you can't be black. But see, this yeah. is actually the interesting thing also about all of the abuse. People tend to get this wrong. I mean, I've just said myself that at the moment, you know, things could be better. I'm not, you know, it would be a lie to say that I'm sort of sitting here happily smiling and singing 
uh, or dancing to Dancing Queen or whatever. But um, you know, the the sorry for invoking that memory. The, um, <laughs> mind the, rubber, the, mind rubber. <laughs> I, yeah, dancing right. qualities are not relevant to the qualities of a PM. Um, but anyway, the, well, uh, the the point I'm trying to make is that when I document the abuse, people tend to get this wrong. I'm not saying that because I'm particularly desperate. It is the way of being progressive about it and owning it. That is the only agency that I have. So the next yeah, person exactly. that's lecturing me on how, what to do and how to behave and that they're ashamed or sorry, I know they mean well, but the reality is it's exactly the wrong reply. That's just there. In fact, in, in, nobody sort of should reply, really. It's just there to sort of say, look, I'm sharing this. You've lost because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm owning this. So it's, it's not quite the same, but it's a similar sort of approach, really. There's a big lesson there. There's a, a much wider lesson there. I think that's exactly what you should do. Mm. I think that's exactly what everybody should do, take, take, take ownership. Same with insults. But then the reality is in. that's also limited now because people have become a little bit vigilante, kind of, you know, mm. going around Twitter telling people to delete uh, photographs with me uh, after there were some issues after the March uh, the, in June. That's nobody's job to do that. I didn't ask mm. that. I would never ask that. So actually people have taken away my ability to share certain things, basically, by doing that. So they've made my life harder rather than in any way better. And again, that might not have been the intention, but that sort of thing also happens quite quite often. That actually they they limit what what I can do. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, that kind of brought it back to a not so happy topic. But um, no, no, no. But I think it was, but I think the 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 wider points from it are 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 really really important. I think it's it, it's uh, I think it's very, I think it's 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 a very important wider point. Mm. <clears throat> Should I say a wider point again? And maybe a full time wider point. <laughs> I'll edit this bit out. Chris, uh, should we move on to yeah, Live of the Week? Before we do that, <laughs> before we do that, Chris always says before we do that when I say that. Re real time follow up. Um, I, you may notice in the little chat window um, oh, of Skype. Yeah, I haven't. Um, uh, I, I found the article. Oops, I, I found the article screen. that I was talking about. So we may, ah. well, you may have cut the bit out where we were talking about this because I was burbling a bit. But um, I was referring earlier to an article written um, that um, is, 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 I really recommend it. It's a great article about um, how um, many on. Brexit advocates have been um, abusing um, and misunderstanding British history. So here it is. It's in the Irish Times. It was on the 17th of September. Um, historical nonsense underpins the UK's Brexit floundering. And it's by somebody called Chris <laughs> Christopher Kissane. Is that my pronouncing that right? K-I-S-S-A-N-E. Christopher Kissane. So there you go. That was my bit of real-time follow-up. <laughs> now I think we should do Live the Week. I roll the music. Roll the music. I don't believe you. You're a liar. So, I mean, it's been a week of whoppers, <laughs> but I think there's one clear standout, standout winner. Chris, do you want to? Yeah, um, sure. Um... Well, we've already used the C word several times in this podcast, so we can use it again, can't we? Um, deliberately, um, and we can make a deliberate. No, well, it was an audio typo. To a minister of state, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if, if the Today program, program could do it, 
We're talking about Jeremy Hunt. Well, the Today Program use it? I did yeah, think they, they, about well, tweeting. Well, they're live, aren't they? I did think about tweeting if any E27 correspondent no, is sure of the pronunciation. I, I'm happy Come on, I've just told you it's a good word. You cannot exactly. possibly now make it a bad word. Exactly. You're right. You're absolutely yes. right. By associating it with, with such a cunt. Hunt. <laughs> exactly. I can say it. <laughs> so, um, what he's done is double down on his um, on on his comment he made in the speech the other day, where he likened the EU to the USSR in the sense that the USSR was a prison that wouldn't let its members <laughs> go, um, and so he he was implying the EU wasn't letting the UK go, which in itself was a massive lie, of course, because the USSR, of course, didn't have an Article Fifty. Um, but um, his the, the lie the UK can go. I mean, we're, we're, we're go, arguing yeah. about the terms here, not yeah. not over whether the UK leaves. Yeah. So. Uh, the 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 lie was when he apparently went to um, EU ambassadors at a reception at the Tory Party conference and said that, um, no, 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 I, I didn't mean that the EU was like the USSR. No, I, I was saying that the EU was set up in opposition to the USSR, that the EU <laughs> represents freedom, whereas the USSR doesn't. And like, we, we were there. We read the speech. <laughs> it's on the page. It's on it's your fucking trip. website. It's on YouTube. Ah! Yeah, very Trumpy. in the room had seen we it. We know very you're Trumpian. lying. The, and they'd seen it 24 hours ago. It's not even like he said it and then a period of months passed and he found himself in a tricky situation with EU27 ambassadors and felt he had to say something about it. You know? Right, so what um, he's done... It was yesterday. So what he's done is, 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 is brilliant. So, you know, so now what's going to be in, in, in all of these ambassadors' letters back to the capitals? It's going to be, well, the British Foreign Secretary not only compared us to the USSR, but then he lied about it. So how are we going to trust this guy? He looked right in her eyes and lied. Yeah. So, you know, and so, so I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of talk at the moment about um, no deal actually being the plan all along and that this is a big conspiracy to deliver no deal and, and, and that's what they're all aiming for. And, of course, when something like this happens, everybody pounces in and says, see. What, well, what, what other explanation could why there else be? Could they, <laughs> why else would he be doing this except if he wants to, to sabotage a deal? I mean, I don't know. I mean, somebody, I, find that, somebody find out that this government's too thick to, to actually have a conspiracy. Uh, which I thought was a very good argument against yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that might well be. I think that, but, but I think I, I mean I think there's always there's always been an element of cabinet that wanted that wanted no mm. deal. There was certainly an element at, at different points that wanted the grand gesture of the of, of storming out. Oh yeah, there's. there's um, we, I mean, we know that. I think that's it, almost yeah. a matter of record. Um, and I mean, certainly a year and a half ago, I thought walking out was uh, of. A year ago, I thought walking out at some point was a very high mm-hmm. possibility, but then it doesn't make then it doesn't make sense. It's much better just to let the let the the milestones drop. Yeah, you know, with, with without having. I mean, six months six months ago, the British government said it would prevent alternative backstop plans, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. You know, yeah. for example, I mean, that's not those are the actions of people that that. I, I can't say. I mean, there was a thread by James Patrick, which has been, you know, I like James. I like James an, an awful lot. I have to say, I like I like James an awful lot. Um, but um, it's it's hard 
to say it's hard to say that it's actually a conspiracy. It's actually a conspiracy to deliberately do this. What it feels like to me is an acceptance that this is probably going to happen. Yes, exactly. Um, and that they've not really any that they've backed themselves into a corner, and there's not really anything they can do to get out of it politically. Yes, and that they're screwed on one side by the ERG, and they're screwed on the other side by uh, the, the 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 DUP. Um, and then, and reality's dawning. We always said at some point reality would see, reality but I would mean, dawn, and this is what it feels like to me. And and they're going, well, we can't, we can't get it, so we'll blame them, mm-hmm. and we'll and and we'll and we'll go for no deal. But I mean, that's how it feels. I, I think that might well be true, but the reality, of course, it's rubbish and nonsense because there is a way out. There is, there's, yes. there's oh, still, yes, there still is a way out. And of course, you know, I have to get this in before we wrap up. You know, there's of course one other player in all of this who is, in my view quite possibly more responsible. I know I'm now going to get lots of stick for this uh, on Twitter, but I'm sorry, Jeremy Corbyn is, in my view, more responsible for this, partly because Labour should be better than the Tories by default than they're not. The opposition has a role to play in this, Mm -hmm. hasn't played it, still hasn't played it, is watching pretty much in silence what we've heard from them over the conference was not good enough, and how a Labour government in particular can behave in this way when they were founded to secure the rights of workers and make sure they have a better life well, Jeremy, I'm really sorry, but Brexit by default is a future for the few, not the many. And, you know, solidarity stops in Dover. Um, so I have no time for this anyway. And that's that's the greatest tragedy of all of this, in my view, this coming together mm. of a situation where you have a Labour leader who is also essentially for Brexit. There is no good version of Brexit. If that was different, again, I think, you know, I'm not a big fan of what mm. if history, but if that was different, we wouldn't be where we are. I'm very yeah. confident in saying that, and and it, is, and it is just and it is just the leadership. I mean, it's very clear what the party. Yeah, exactly, means. and that this is you know the a, across the board the translation of uh, uh, the view of the minority into something that will affect the majority of people is just not acceptable. And this is what I really cannot understand. Does nobody have a backbone, or you know, just to say it one more time, does nobody have a fucking cunt? You know, can they not have a cunt and actually, you know, I'm not going to say have balls anymore. Can they not have a cunt no, um, and, and and sort it out? Because it is it is something that can be sorted out still. It you know it. it well, what we have, yeah. But what we have to to be fair, not not to be fair to Corbyn. Um, not that I think we're being unfair to Corbyn, but I think to be to be fair to the Labour the Labour Party and the revolution at the at the conference, it has it absolutely ruled out any acceptance of of no deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I think that and I think that what that in itself was very very important because uh, <clears throat> that you know that's whatever the leadership says. If it happens, that's official position. They're yeah. not wriggling, and they're not wriggling out of that. And that's the great, the greatest possible catastrophe is is that. And I, I'm not, I realise we shouldn't necessarily be praising for ruling out only the greatest of possible <laughs> catastrophes and none of those slightly less bad catastrophes. But I think that was a major move. And I know from people in the Labour Party that getting it this far has been um, has been a, has been a, yeah. a, a Hercu- Herculean, which, Herculean but, but, but that's, which in that's, itself is a fucking joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But because of the leadership, but because of the leadership, because of opposition from the opposition from the front yeah. bench. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, and we've we've definitely seen uh, a playing down of the importance of it by by the leadership since. Um, but they're not. I think the the when shit happens, they're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to wriggle out of it because of this. And I think that's the 
that's the thing that we should kind of try try and try and remember in this when we're talking about there being an alternative because it's that that brings the alternative. Without mm. the Labour Party, there isn't an alternative. Yeah, no, no, for, absolutely. For, for and I mean, there's still all sorts of other complications given the time left now, of course. You know, there, there would have to be all sorts of other provisions. But yeah, um, still, I think this, this kind of coming together, the fringes of the right and the left are closer to each yeah, other yeah. Uh, than they are to the centre. Uh, which also plays a lot into this, you know, uh, the Jacob Rees Moggs and and, and yeah. you know those equivalents on the left. They they have more in common than they might think um, on this. The the kind of tool to get the Britain they want is the same Brexit. They yeah, basically yeah. want to burn the country down to rebuild it in the way that they think it should be. And one is some kind of crazy capitalist tax free uh, haven, and the other is some socialist unicorn la la land. Um, you know, I know which is much more likely. It doesn't ma- yeah. it doesn't, but it doesn't matter who's harmed on the way. That's it, the, that's the it, exactly, feature. it doesn't matter. And in both yeah. scenarios, and that maybe brings it up back to one of the main topics, in bo- both scenarios, EU citizens certainly are. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah. that, that is the thing, because both of these fringes have also driven anti-migrant rhetoric, again, which, you know, someone who's been a Labour Party member in different countries for, uh, you know, a long time until I resigned here. This is the first time I ever resigned my Labour Party membership mm. in the UK. And to be fair, that's for once not Mr. Corbyn's fault, but that's the fault of the control immigration bug um, that the Labour Party uh, yeah. uh, released. Yeah, no, you know, I, that, had a, that, I had a bit of a reaction of to that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, that, that anyway, was, that, I was very so angry about that. The, Coming back to the li- coming back to the lie of the week, I realize it was me that went off on yeah. a tangent, so I'm not blaming anyone. Um, coming back to the lie of the week, it's notable, Chris, particularly that a couple of weeks ago we were discussing whether uh, Salzburg had been the biggest diplomatic fuck up, uh, and what had been the biggest diplomatic fuck up since. And we decided that it was probably bigger than Suez, or potentially bigger than Suez. Um, I mean, Hunt Hunt is worse than that. Well, I don't know. I don't think it is because that wasn't, no, that was just, that was very much the individual. It was, it was a stupid comment. It was offensive. Yeah. Yeah, And and, you're right. But I mean, it's not the same as. It was in a written, the speech was written down in front of him. Yeah. But Salzburg was a choreographed, Salzburg was a choreographed moment, a crucial moment in the country's history where it was about to, negotiate a, a very difficult moment, yes. it was a pivotal moment and it was and she fucked it up by by doing two very stupid things you mm. know uh, one was publishing the article mm. and second was sort of standing up and you know it, that no so no I, I still see salzburg as a much more serious um diplomatic failure i think you're you're probably right but what i would say about the hunt incident is that that was very insulting on a personal level to a lot of people, diplomats, politicians. And actually that could make it a bigger incident in that sense, in terms of the actual impact, because that was personal. Mm. Um, You know, this, this, it wasn't wasn't politics. It was essentially personal to these people. And that, that was foreseeable that it would be. And that's why I can't understand it. You wouldn't do that sort of thing. You can, you can bash political entities and kind of roles. Like you're the chancellor of Germany. I'll bash you in that role basically or whatever yeah. um with words but this is different this is we're, different. we're getting to the point and 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 we're getting to the point in the process where you can see that people on the other side really are genuinely losing patience and, mm. and they're just fed up with it. yeah yeah, I think that, that that's that's actually a quite a new and recent development. I think all along there was a kind of you know we're, we're more in pity than in anger and now it's like no fuck you yeah, yeah. fuck you we're done 
you know it's like that point in a relationship where you kind of it's it's abusive and it's difficult and it's awful and you work at it and you you cry over it and, and then you get it's the different stages of loss it's you know you're getting to the point of acceptance it's like you know what we're done well but i mean this is, the, the reality this is, no is saving this the reality is of course that there is also uh, you know hungary and poland uh, as big zones of, of of many many problems you know they are members of the eu definitely um and 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 will be um and here's this one place that sort of has decided to go out you know any olive branch how, how often can you extend that over a period of two years yeah. when pretty mm. much every week there is at least one front page like eu rats or whatever and again people you know if mm. one more person tells me uh, oh it's just the sun well it has meaning people do see it and it's yeah. not just the sun it's not um, just the sun. you know no. this, this is dangerous it's bad for so many reasons um, and it just portrays time and again this image. I mean, my father is very apolitical, which might come as a surprise. My whole family is, I, I you know, but um, they, they, you know, he would go now and say, you know what, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm, I'm sort of sad for you, mm. and I'm sad you're caught up in this. But what more do you want? You had the best deal, you know. We have this. It would, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be called a cake watch, by the way. You should be called extra worst watch. Um, you know, it's sort of the same, you know, they, they want a, 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 yeah. a different sausage every day, a different extra worst every day. And, um, you know, you had them all and more. Yeah. You've chucked them all out of the window and now you're blaming us yeah. for leaving. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's just... I think, and I think, I think you're right in that it's penetrating also into the public now. I think the public are beginning to get, you know, they're, hearing, they're reading it in their papers because they are reading it in their papers. We were talking earlier, I mean, there was a, an article I shared by Liberation in, in, in France about, uh, you know, you think that you can't, you think we can't hear you. You think that you're sort of sat there behind your security walls and we're not listening. We we're listening, you know. <laughs> and I mean, I, and I got some responses to that. I got responses from people in France saying, yeah, you know what, you know, now the, now the mood here is... Get, get get fucked go you know fuck you you know real anger and real kind of resentment like you know you know we don't you don't treat somebody like this yeah you know, all that kind of faux um that faux upset with the handbags that they all had after the cake instagram you know that there's real mm-hmm. <laughs> frustration and yeah. anger mm-hmm. now you mm-hmm. think you know like, you know what fuck off you know and, and wonder, that's it's awful it's say, not- i do wonder if, i do wonder if it's a way to stop remain as well that if you if you piss off EU twenty seven enough, um, you're coming up with a conspiracy theory, yeah. Steve. <laughs> well, if you, if you piss if you piss off EU twenty seven enough, it doesn't matter what happens. There'll be no extension. There'll be no extraverse. There'll be no. Uh, no, because given. the remain is posited on the basis that we withdraw Article fifty, which we can do with even if everybody else hates us, we can still do. Well, we'll find. Well, we know we can with political agreement. We'll find out from the ECJ by November, hopefully, whether we whether we actually can. Yeah. But they they also know that nobody wants. Uh, do you really want to remain against the will of the twenty seven? Yeah. So yeah. Right. Well, this this, this exactly, and this is also something that people underestimate. But yeah, time mm. is running out. In, in yes, for, literally. For, for, Sorry, for, for, you all no, saw me know, on Skype <laughs> point, pointing at my watch. Uh, it's my bedtime. Yeah. Um, we we've been taught. This is great. We could keep talking for hours and hours. Um, but we 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 need to wrap up, don't we? And the stuff we haven't covered, um, yeah, absolutely, Lo- loads so. of stuff we haven't covered. So we'll, we'll Tanya, we need you to come back. Uh, I'll come back. <laughs> you wouldn't mind. Yeah, Ex club was. Or special <laughs> deals, <laughs> special <laughs> deals. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, but for now, um, probably time for us to 
stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks so much thanks cool so dead, yeah. for doing yeah. this. It's, yeah. been, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, thanks for all you do as well. We really mean that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. On behalf of my mother, I thank, I thank you most sincerely. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening to this extra-versed, extra-long, extra-long-versed uh, podcast. And uh, um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Good night, night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Natural loss, they can't